Okay. Periscope first place official results. Periscope first place, Facebook second place, and D Live third place. And uh, the live audio feed always wins as long as it's streaming, right? Nice. This what's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report. It is Wednesday, October. Man, I want to say 20 something, but it's not. It's wishful thinking. It's October 14th, 2020. Stay tuned for. Well, don't stay tuned, but tune in this afternoon. I forgot to announce it today, but tune in this afternoon, everybody, to rebuildingtheman.com slash church or Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. We should have it. It's all edited and uploaded, in fact. You just have to put quick little description and, and thumbnail and stuff and upload the podcast, the audio podcast of the Bond Sunday service throwback, throwback premiere on Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. And it will appear in, you know, on live, on audio podcast. Not live, but audio podcast that you can listen to later. Church with Jesse Lee Peterson podcast. So make sure you join us. 4 p.m. today is the plan, right? That's the plan. 4 p.m. Pacific time. Which I think is... Is it after... The, is that after the Trump rally? Because the Trump rally is supposed to be at 4 Eastern. Or uh, or 2... Or 3 Central. Whatever. Anyway, I want to talk about some interesting things today. I will be taking your calls if you would like to talk about anything. 888-775-3773. First thing, the dictionary is fake news. I told you guys, and it's true. Proven right, even with these dumb Democrats who are grilling their fellow Democrat, <laughs> practically, right? Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Barrett, Wikipedia is pretending that COVID is, I don't know if they knowingly pretending this, but COVID is going to go back down to zero active cases. <laughs> I have an interesting graphic that is misleading if you take it literally. <laughs> I, I do have some CCP related virus info, uh, virus related info from the Epic Times. I want to touch on um, Amazon. Censoring the truth, I think, allegedly, according to Revolver News and Wall Street Journal. The truth about Mike Brown, which is a six-year-old case. He died, Mike Brown is a teenager who died more than six years ago. Supposedly a teenager, right? <laughs> Gentle giant. And they're, uh, I wonder if they, if they hid when they see us. The fake news, fake documentary drama about... The Central Park Five, which falsely smeared the police as having forced a confession from the Central Park Five, which there was, there was no evidence for that. They just claimed it. It's crazy. All kinds of shenanigans, right? And Epstein, according to Revolver, brought 11-year-olds to the Virgin Islands? I didn't know that. Whoa! No wonder Skip was tripping. <laughs> and I have more information about 11-year-olds. Crazy. But... Let's get on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake 
What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on Facebook and DLive and Periscope. Nice to see you all. <laughs> Appreciate you. Not live on YouTube currently. If you follow at the Hake Report on Twitter, assuming you're not banned from Twitter. If you are banned, maybe you uh, made an account where you won't post. How can they be mad about that, right? Um, then you may know, if you follow me, you may know... I tweeted out about YouTube giving me one strike last month for a month-old video at that point, and then another strike a week ago, a little over a week ago now, for uh, what's now a two-month-old video, the, the video just before the first video that got the st a strike, community guidelines strike based on uh, spam, deceptive practices, and scams. <laughs> okay. And it was two videos in which I talked about, I'm at two strikes, one more and I'm out <laughs> of YouTube. And so I tweeted at Team YouTube yesterday saying, Hey, it's been 30 days since I appealed the first strike, and they gave me a second strike, you know, three weeks after that appeal. And uh, I haven't heard back about this appeal thing. And I said also, is it possible that it was... Well, I didn't use this word. I decided against using this word. Oversensitive algorithm slash computer? Or was it an oversensitive slash malicious human reviewer who issued these strikes against me? They said, well, with the COVID shutdowns, it's possible that it, that, I mean, we rely more on automated systems than uh, humans. <laughs> so maybe it's not a, it's not a, uh, a uh, specific targeted personal vendetta against me. It's just a generalized built-in vendetta against conservatives and truth tellers, right? Because <laughs> pretty much, I think that it was, uh, <laughs> I think that it was, um, <laughs> he's saying I want to get kicked off. <laughs> Why? Because I'm tweeting at Team YouTube? <laughs> or because I'm saying this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But to me, it's so interesting. You know, I'm not, you know, there's been greater injustices against other people. Uh, some people are not entirely not on YouTube, period. To this day, all kinds of stuff going on. To this day! <laughs> to this day! To the, this day! <laughs> to this day! <laughs> uh, that's Chris over there, and I having fun. Call and response, the white version. <laughs> Using a black guy. That's a black guy who says that, if you didn't know. But, uh, yeah, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, as I told you, they banned um, a certain topic yesterday. But, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, not on Twitch either. They accuse me outright of hate, which, they, that is a very hateful place, poisonous place, Twitch, but I still like to be on there. There's some nice people over there. Um, so, 
In Hake News, I covered this Amy Barrett thing. Or Barrett, if you listen to the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Maybe we should adopt calling her Barrett. <laughs> and I did not listen to the hearing. And honestly, the snippets that I did hear, very few, I did not like. I liked watching her, except that she's a, got a little wild-eyed after a while, but she has a little bit of a wild-eyed face, you know, with the bug eyes sometimes, a little bit intense, which some of us can relate, but, you know, she basically, her body language looked... You know, like she was presenting herself well, but when you heard, when they turned on the voice, like, ah, oh, turn off that voice, kind of high-pitched and screeching. And um, one guy compared it to the voice of that woman who accused Brett Kavanaugh, who had another, like, bratty, uh, immature female, high-pitched, screeching, grating female voice. I'm referring to Christine Blasey Ford who accused Brett Kavanaugh without evidence of attempting to have sex with her or something like that. Gross. But I, you know, I caught glimpses of it, and I heard and I saw some of the stuff. I saw Maisie Hirono, who's the disgusting female... Um, that's a senator. These are senators, right? In the Senate Judiciary Committee, of all things. Um... Harping on and going on about homosexuality and so-called same-sex marriage and pretending that same-sex marriage is an established thing that we should keep and protect and all that stuff. And she has to pretend right along, this Amy Barrett woman. Pretend and hide and, and not say the truth. It's like you're not allowed to say the truth. Well, they're not. And... I saw this Blumenthal guy, these male Democrats, which is just a disgrace. This Rich, it's Richard Blumenthal, I think. I forget what Blumenthal it is. Um, skinny, gaunt, male Democrat, old, not that old, but per aging, who's pushing abortion as though that's a good thing to be pushing with on this woman because Amy Barrett maybe on the Supreme Court and maybe deciding cases related to abortion and related to same-sex marriage. You know that the great and only just justice, Clarence Thomas, and uh, his fellow pretty decent justice, I think, Samuel Alito, talked about this ridiculous um, 2015 Supreme Court decision that so-called legalized same-sex marriage. It didn't legal. They're not supposed to legalize. Legalize means make law, and the Supreme Court doesn't make law. The Supreme Court just made up this thing called, you have a right to pretend you're married to a male, or if you're a male, or you, if you're a female, you have a right to pretend you're married to a female. Oh, shoot, that could be a hate speech thing. <laughs> Sorry, Facebook. Whatever. Uh, anyway... So I'm like, look at that. It's crazy. It's insane that we have people in the government that are pushing madness. Because that's what abortion is. It's madness. And uh, homos pushing this homosexuality delusion thing, it's, it's um, insanity. It's not, it's evil. And then, 
so apparently Amy Barrett said something along the lines or used the term sexual preference. Which is to say sexual perversion, right? <laughs> but anyway, Steve Krakauer, who's an, apparently maybe an executive producer for Megyn Kelly, he was on Twitter. I saw this, I follow this journalist, center-left journalist, I would say, Mike Cernovich on Twitter, as you know. And that's how I came across this, because I didn't really pay attention to the hearings. And this guy's former CNN, former The Blaze, Mediaite, NewsHour, which is, I think is PBS, NBC, and a st other stuff. He tweeted, as recently as last month, Webster's Dictionary, Webster is fake news. Webster's Dictionary included a definition of preference as orientation or sexual preference, meaning to include homosexuality versus normalness. Today, he says, they ch meaning he tweeted this yesterday, they changed it and added the word offensive. Insane. I just checked through the Wayback Machine, meaning like archive uh, websites. And it is real. And he credits this person named Thor Svensson and Chad Felix G, whatever. But if you look closely down at the bottom of his tweet, he tweets out, he tweeted out two pictures, two screenshots of, I guess, Webster's dictionary definition of preference. And at the bottom, on the left side, if you're watching the video, it says... Preference is another word for orientation in the sense of homosexuality, sexual preference, sexual orientation. These are just buzzwords to pretend that homosexuality and normalness is on equal footing, which it's, which it's not. And they call it offensive. And why do they call it offensive? Is because, I guess, preference is kind of a milder term where uh, it... Preferences can change, which they do, even with the homosexuals, they changed a lot. Look at Bill de Blasio's wife, she was lesbian. I guess in a sense you could still call her lesbian, because <laughs> Bill is such a female. Bill de Blasio, the socialist mayor of New York City. But um, people are changing on, some people have more fluidity with their sexual orientation than others. And so I guess, that I, that's my only guess that this preference thing is... It's more, uh, it sounds more dismissive. <laughs> so they're calling, they're accusing her of being a bigot. And so a whole bunch of people tweeted about this, this use of sexual preference thing. They're oversensitive because it's a Catholic woman who's supposedly conservative, right? Uh, and so Maisie Hirono tweeted about it. This guy, this male named Kyle Griffin, who I know, I forget where he's from. But he's a blue checkmark liberal so-called reporter who's big on Twitter. 110 likes this tweet got. Kyle Griffin, and he works for some far-left outlet, right? Might even be something like Maddow, Rachel Maddow, the lesbian <laughs> on MSNBC. 110K likes. 110,000 likes. What did I say? 100 likes? 110 likes. 110,000 likes. This guy tweeted, sexual preference, a term used by, and he's also already calling her Justice Barrett, <laughs> meaning so-called Judge Barrett. 
is offensive and outdated. The term implies sexuality is a choice. In a sense, it can't. It sometimes is with these people, these degenerate people. It is not, he asserts, without evidence. News organizations should not repeat Justice Barrett's words without providing that important context. So he tweeted that out yesterday morning. And then another blue check mark liberal, Kathy Young, I'm assuming. <laughs> but actually, she's, I don't know, she's, I don't know if she's a liberal, but she said, used in mainstream science journals as recently as 2019 sexual preferences. When did the, when was the decree <laughs> implying that the homosexuals act like uh, authoritarians who make decrees? Make, making it offensive and outdated handed down, <laughs> like from a king, like the homosexuals are king of the world. Kathy Young. So she's a blue check mark. I'm assuming she's a liberal, but just less insane. A female. And it's ridiculous that science journals are writing about homosexuality as though it's a valid thing, too. When science shows that it's bad for you. Especially for the males. And that's, even saying that is a bit TMI. As in too much info. We should do that. D- issue decrees. <laughs> yeah, I issue a decree that, um, that it's, a uh, Christianophobic to pretend that homosexuality is good. Or whatever, I don't know. It's probably too soft even there. Whatever. I issue a decree that all Democrats are enemies of America. And or just blind, brainwashed, useful idiots for enemies of America. Right? So, uh, one more. Senator Maisie Hirono. And she, you can tell that she, this woman is into her title. Because <laughs> her, her, um... Twitter username reads Senator, and it even spells out the whole word. doesn't even put S-E-N, period. It says Senator Maisie Hirono, a middle-aged, radical, evil woman. She's, she tweeted out yesterday, Let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. To suggest sexual orientation is a choice, it's not. It's a key part of the person's identity. The LGBTQ plus community should be concerned with hashtag what's at stake with Judge Barrett on the Supreme Court. Dumb. And she's pretending to be the friend to people who are stuck in this homosexuality mindset, right? Into this homosexuality diversion, delusion, perversion. It's not a sexual preference, it's a sexual perversion. What's up, Lin Yenchen? Hey! Nice, on Facebook. And it's what they do, says Caroline from uh, New York. What's up, Caroline? Evil gotta be evil, she says. But uh, I told you, Dick and the dictionary, they changed it. They changed it. That same day, they changed it to be offensive. <laughs> uh, every institution, some guy tweeted, Zaid Jelani tweeted, Every institution getting ridiculously politicized. 
such as the sciences, and they accuse the conservatives of politicizing science. They're the ones, the liberals are the ones politicizing science. They're the real ones. <laughs> Plus, no one on the Democrat side finding any actual good hits against ACB equals them changing the dictionary definition to be of so-called sexual preference to be offensive. Some homosexual lesbian Sophia Narwitz says this is insane. They're creating a controversy from nothing in front of our very eyes. And this Sophia woman says she's gay and not once in her life until today has she ever seen someone label sexual preferences as offensive. Yet now woke types will latch on and agree that it is insane. I told you the dictionary is fake news. I argue with people all the time about this stuff. The communists especially, they say, do you even know what the difference is between a socialist and a communist? I'm like, there is none. <laughs> or whatever. Bill Lockwood says that communism is socialism at the end of a gun, at, the, at gunpoint. <laughs> Which it's, all, it's the same thing. Especially the globalist socialism. Also, Wikipedia is fake news, guys. And then I will get to calls. Hang tight, guys. Hang tight. Um, I was looking up the coronavirus thing, right? Because I've seen, you know, there's some relatively wannabe good news coming out about this COVID-19 thing. Chinese Communist Party virus. I call it a Chinese slash commie virus because the... Local governments here are pushing pure evil. We don't we can't even blame the Chinese with regard to that And we we put we instituted the globalism that allowed the Chinese stuff to come here in the first place by we I mean The enemies within America who are running America, right? <laughs> but I saw I looked up What what does Wikipedia say about? Uh, this coronavirus disease 2019, right? And that's what they call it, coronavirus disease 2019. So I saw this graphic that's about partway down under the headline prevention, prevention of the disease, right? And you can go ahead and play this graphic because it's like a silent thing. This graphic GIF thing shows like a graph and it shows time it kind of as time goes on, the active cases rise and fall, right? And they're trying to, you've heard of the term flattening the curve. Flatten the curve, which means diminish the number of cases so that they can handle the numbers of cases run it going in, going into the hospital, hospital. And have we heard of hospitals being overrun yet? I don't think that I have. Go ahead and replay it like once or more, once or twice more. Um, I don't know if we've heard of hospitals being overrun. We heard, we saw fake news about it. We saw like something that was supposed to be from New York, but it was really from another country. Hospitals being overwhelmed with COVID cases. But if you look closely, they're implying that this. These graphs show, especially the first graph that you'll see, they show the 
diseases, this COVID, these COVID cases going back down all the way to zero. Oh, my, my face is actually getting in the, in the way of them going down to zero. Watch when they, watch when it shows the other one. Is I don't know why I showed this. Well, this one is dumb too. Look at that. It goes, they have it going all the way back down to zero. COVID is out and it is here to stay. And I don't want to say it's just the flu, bro. <laughs> but I think that uh, there is a guy who interviewed Jesse Lee Peterson recently. Look at this. They're saying without mitigation and with mitigation. With mitigation, they reduce the number of cases drastically and increase the health care capacity. And then it, they stamp out this disease entirely. It's fake news. And then they're claiming, oh, this, the disease can resurge, too, if we don't keep everything closed down, which it doesn't even work. That's enough of that. I just had to show you. They put the curve, the curve of the wave of new cases, new cases, all, always. And they claim that, they claim that with, without social distancing and mask wearing, the disease can spread exponentially. But I have news for you. The diseases, new diseases, spread exponentially with or without precautions. Maybe you can slow it down a little bit. You, you can delay the inevitable a little bit. But this, this thing is going to spread. And they're not highlighting. I notice, you know, when I read the news, I read from CNN and all these places. I read about new cases, new cases, new cases. I don't read about hospitalizations. I don't read about deaths. I read about deaths. Yesterday I read that 20% increase in new cases from one week to another. That sounds like a lot, but you know, it's a new disease. It's supposed to spread. And then I read on and it says, deaths are down 3% from the week prior. So new cases are way up. But deaths are, are steadily declining. <laughs> Interesting. New deaths steadily declining. I don't know. Maybe it'll go up and down. So, I just thought that I would point out that Wikipedia, either the person who made the graph is deceitful or just wasn't paying attention because they put the COVID cases back to zero. What are they going to do? Like try to kill off the whole population? <laughs> Anybody who doesn't get over the COVID thing right away to kill them? I don't know. They certain, these people are the same ones who say that um, we need to depopulate the earth. We need abortion and birth control and we're overpopulated. It's climate change. They're just like the eco-fascists that shoot up these um, mosques and Walmarts who say, oh, we have overpopulation, it's, and they blame the immigrants, right? It's crazy. Evil. Look up recovered versus death, said Arizona lineman. Yeah, anyway, I wanted to show some of this stuff um, on my stream, given that we don't need more censorship. But, uh... I'm going to touch on Amazon. They do hate the truth. They really do. They're book burners. Amazon started its business selling books online. Amazon.com. Started by that guy who bought the Washington Compost. 
but they hate the truth. It's ridiculous. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson and Dark Side of the Bear What for hosting the Hake Report. Hope things are smoothed out for you guys over there on the D Live with the chats and the mods and everybody. Chatters. Noah's Art Kansas with a diamond. Thank you, man. Appreciate the support. Robot Moose gave a diamond and said, To this day! <laughs> to this day! And what's up to White Rabbit Radio hosting the Hake Report? Appreciate you. Great movies. Check them out, guys. And I will be checking the streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. Let me get to Robert in Kansas. I had to promptly hang up on Robert, and then he, I, th I heard that he called back and apologized. But Robert in Kansas, what's up, man? Hello. Good morning, Mr. Hake. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing well. Nice. Uh, that that call yesterday, uh, I did want to apologize. That might have been your shortest call ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I used a certain term. I won't use it now. Appreciate um, it. And, and then, uh, and then you called me. You called me the S word, a snake, right? Yeah. So all, all I would ask is that I won't call you. You know, I won't call you names. But if you call me a snake, you know, I, I feel like I need to figure out. You know. But anyway, just so you know, <laughs> Hake, I didn't. I didn't say it in a way that was like, you know, I. I I'm not calling you because I don't like you. Does that make sense? I'm not. You know, maybe I got you. Have you. Some call Maybe you have some callers like that, but I'm not one of them. And so, just so you know, I, di I didn't mean it maybe in the way that it, it could it could be taken for sure, because it is inherently negative. But anyway, um, let's see. The other thing was, FYI, the other thing was, you were calling about a... Um, sometimes you make me nervous because you talk about such edgy stuff, and we are on these major platforms that do like to censor people. And it's just, it just adds to the <laughs> unnecessary stress, let's call it. I don't know. It's your show, Hake. And yeah. if I'm on the wrong topic, when I call <laughs> in, you can redirect me if you want. You can ask me anything, brother. Yeah. Um, okay, here, okay, I'll get to my point, though. I know you have, you have other callers and stuff to cover. Uh, my, I have a bunch of stuff, but my main point, you said something about capitalism compared to communism yesterday. Yeah. Fascinating topic. A lot of people don't understand those terms. Yeah, people. Um, let me cut in. People pretend that that oh, these big companies they can't be communists. They're capitalists, as though they're at odds with each other. Capitalism is just a tool. It can be used for good or evil, and it's it, it's at root. It's supposed to be about freedom, but freedom without morality is evil. And communism is like what always evil practically, and then well, capitalism is. In the case of Jesse Lee Peterson and starting your own business and all that stuff, it's right. And in the case of these huge corporations that support everything evil, it's evil. So anyway, go on. Well, there, there's your answer, Hake, right there. You answered it for me. I was going to say you said the root of its freedom or the root of its evil. I would just disagree and say both roots are evil, and I would, I'm going to tell you how right now. Uh, with a quote from, from Vladimir Lenin, he said, 90% of communizing a nation is establishing a central bank. So that's from Lenin, right, if you know who that is. Uh, and so here, now let me explain. In communism, right, you have to give up 
they, they, they make you give up your natural resources. If you have timber, grain, cattle, milk, whatever you produce, they make you give it up by force, redistribution, things like that. Yeah. Communism, top-down control of government. Okay. In, in capitalism with central banking, right, capitalism under that fiat currency system, you have taxation on your land and labor. So your land and labor are taxed in a similar fashion in the way that your land and labor are taxed or or procured from you in in communism. So in a way, uh, one of them same thing. Communism, communism is specifically godless. They say there is no god, which is a satanic right. root. And then in capitalism, it's mammonism. If you know who Mammon is, uh, he's on the back of the one dollar bill. It says, "In God we trust." They're talking about Mammon, and Mammon is the god of greed, the god of money. The God of wealth, things like that in the Bible. Right. And so, but where does Mammon come? I don't from? know if that mean. I don't know if they meant for that to be in the dollar bill as Mammon. It, I don't think that they meant that God was money necessarily. Well, that that pyramid with the eye above it is actually Satan, because Mammon just leads to Satan inevitably. It's the same. It just goes back to Satan. It's kind of a sub, like a sub God, right, That's, or a sub spirit. I don't know. I don't know why they have that thing. I heard yeah. that they were. I heard that they were. Um, they were. Uh, what are those things called that that caller called in and said that they were Masons, Freemasons, and that's a symbol of Freemasonry or something like that. I, I did know. hear that. That was a fascinating call. Yeah, I did hear that. That yeah. young man, uh, for his age, uh, was getting into some stuff. Uh, you know, hopefully he just remains calm and. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it is fascinating, man. Uh, the whole history of everything, and and the thing about it is, with the Masons, hey, is something interesting about them. Uh, when I first started waking up and getting into flat Earth and all that stuff, right, <laughs> I had some emissary emissary from the Masons come and talk to me, and he was telling me that Jesus was really Satan and all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, he said that you know we have evil here on Earth, and someone has to manage it. And that's what we do. And he was basically like, "Shut up, you little boy! You don't know what you're talking about." And so wow. maybe he, maybe he was right. I have no idea. I'm not saying that I know like everything that's going on in the world. But he acted like evil has to be managed, and and I'm just like a child, and I need to grow up and all this stuff. So, and he also said that that Jesus was actually evil. So I don't get on board with so, that either. So you know, so Robert, I don't know what's going on, hey? Are you voting for Trump? You know, hey, I uh, I don't want to go in there and wear a mask, so I might be arrested instead of voting. We'll see what happens because um, I don't I don't wear a mask anywhere. Oh, um, stubborn, huh? So, man, well, no, I just haven't I haven't had to, and yeah, I've had some altercations, but you know what? Uh, uh, I just I just go, man, and and I I've seen some other people stop wearing it recently too, so I'm getting excited that maybe it's catching on. What about uh, have, what what about respect for like businesses that they say you know please wear a mask you're gonna you're gonna get a shut down if you don't wear a mask in here. Do you well? Do you frequent we, any businesses where they say that? Well, if it's a mom and pop and they say you have to wear a mask, you really don't have a recourse except suing them under discrimination, which you should not do. Right. Um, at least, at least as far as I'm concerned, I'm not a litigious person. Good. Uh, but, but any, it's any not very corporation, Christian to do that. <laughs> any corporation's going to have sufficient so legal counsel to have 
what's called exemptions. And right, anything. yeah. So but if, you might be you taking a, the joke too far, man. If you have a qualified Kansas, exemption, is Kansas a battleground state or is it full full blown Hil Hillary? <laughs> is it full blown Hillary or is it is it pro Trump? Uh, Kansas is a red state. A lot of naive Christians, right. whites who don't really understand. What's so going it is on, red, though. It's going Trump. It is, and there's also lots of great people here who are real Christians who are just just salt of the earth, like you couldn't get any better. So yeah, um, I meant yeah. So yeah, Kansas is great. It's not it's not California. I'll say that. I mean, there's better places, I think, but not very many. Right. You know? Appreciate it, uh, man. So, Good to hear from you, Robert, but you should make an exception and, and vote for Trump. <laughs> no, I'm voting. I'm going to vote for Trump. And wear the mask if you, if you ha if they force you to. I don't, you, you've gotten in, you said you've gotten into altercations. Be careful, man. Don't take it like too crazy. <laughs> Absentee well, ballot. Just, Absentee. I'm vote the, by mail. <laughs> I'm the craziest one in the store, Hake. So that's, that's the thing about me is I'm the craziest guy in there. It's not, so. it's not something to brag about though. Don't take pride in something that's, you know what I mean? I appreciate you, Robert. Take care, man. We'll talk again. All right, hey, 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 when are you going to shave that dumb hair? <laughs> he wants me all to become right, a skinhead. All right, all right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's the one who calls my hair dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, Skip. I just got to cut in sometimes. Skip likes to hear these people talk more. Um... So, let me get into this Amazon thing. I got to. I got this from Revolver News. Revolver.news, that is. Amazon does hate the truth. Amazon.com. Big Tech censors a new film called What Killed Michael Brown? Well, I don't know. They, say, they seem to try to blame it on politics. Which politics doesn't help, meaning the, the left is lies, right? And the right-wing kiss-up, such as what you saw on display with Amy Coney Barrett, pretending that George Floyd was such an emotional thing for my daughter and me. <laughs> Her brother might be, uh, get killed under the knee of a neck, of, of a, I don't know, whatever, I'm going on. But this is a... Michael Brown was the gen so-called gentle giant 18-year-old thug who strong-armed a convenience store salesman. He allegedly stole some uh, Swisher sweets in order to make blunts, right? He liked to smoke pot, probably. I'm just guessing. He was a rapper, aspiring rapper. <laughs> he graduated from high school, and all of the media show him wearing a uh, cap-and-gown type of graduate thing <laughs> but uh he and his little buddy another black guy with wild hair looked like the guy from menace to society <laughs> they were walking in the middle of the street with the allegedly stolen pack of swisher sweets acting like they owned the place in ferguson missouri in august of 2014 when then officer white man darren wilson did his job, told him, get off the street. And he might have said even, get the blank off the street. At least after a, a second. 
He's probably friendly the first time, and then when they said, forget you, or ignored him, then they got, he got a little more aggressive. He stopped his vehicle on, the, on Canfield Drive or whatever it was in Ferguson, Missouri, outside of, what, St. Louis? And uh, according to the forensics, Michael Brown reached into the car, got his gun, got former officer Darren, well, then officer Darren Wilson's gun, and tried to shoot it, and he punched Darren Wilson, and Darren Wilson thought he was going to die, and Michael Brown looked like a demon. <laughs> and they say, uh, they say, they're always dehumanizing blacks and making them look like they're demons. Well, I would think that an angry, violent, young black male with a messed up family situation might look and act like a demon when he's wailing blows down on you. So, he got killed, you know, Wilson got out of the car, and, you know, said, stop! Because, because Michael Brown was going away, and then he turned around, and then he started charging at the officer, in a rage. Some of these blacks is just so unhappy, they have a, like, they don't care if they die, it's just reckless. Or they may, they may care if they die, but they're just not thinking about it. It's like, the, that's the crazy rage against the cops, which has been encouraged by the mainstream, by the way, including the fake preachers. And so he got himself killed, and they said, oh, he was executed. He said, he did the hands up, don't shoot. And this is, if he was white, he wouldn't have done it. If it was a black cop, it wouldn't have happened. All these dumb lies, right? And since, in most cases, they hate the black cops, too, right? Doesn't matter. But, long story short, Darren Wilson lost his job, forced to resign or something like that, or fired. I think he was maybe forced to resign. You know, he couldn't work there. He was, like, hated and falsely smeared. Had to basically go into hiding, not hang around any places where there's blacks. And they called him racist for admitting that. Stupid. And... Um, no charges, they rioted, tore it up the city, and that's when the Black Lives Matter student, so-called movement, really started. They said, Black Lives Matter. The lesbians. And so, you know, to this day, there are fake news media pretending that Michael Brown was a victim. To this day! When he was a perpetrator. (laughs) And Trayvon Martin was a victim when he was a perpetrator. And all of these other fake victims. Some of them perpetrators, some of them errantly shot, whatever. Whatever. So, Amazon, this uh, article about Amazon is in the Rhino Outlet Wall Street Journal, written by Jason Riley, who's a black guy, black intellectual guy. And the article is titled, Will Amazon Suppress the True Michael Brown Story? Shelby Steele's new film, I have a picture of Shelby Steele, takes a critical look at the prevailing narrative, is now under content review. This is Shelby Steele, he's like an older guy. He doesn't look that black, but I think he has some black in him. (laughs) Kind of light skin there, but... He's supposedly a race scholar based at... Hoover Institution, which I didn't know this, but that's Stanford University's Hoover Institution. Or Hoover Institute or Hoover Institution. I didn't know that. 
that it's Stanford University based. It makes me think even less of Hoover Institute. But Hoover Institute has sometimes put out factual, uh, helpful for conservatives information, helpful for the conservative cause, bolsters the conservative true, true values, right? Because it's factual information. Facts support conservatism, right? But he writes for the Rhino outlet Wall Street Journal sometimes. I'm sure he has some good things to say sometimes. In 1990, this Shelby Steele guy co-wrote and produced Seven Days in Bensonhurst. And if you're older or acquainted with the history, you may be familiar with this story. I don't know anything about it. Hadn't heard of it. But it's an Emmy-winning documentary, which makes me leery. Anything that gets an Emmy in any time, especially today, but back even in the early 90s, I'm sure, could be corrupt. But it's a documentary about this black guy, I guess, named Yusuf. Yusuf Hawkins. Good old American first name, huh? More like a white-hating, Christian-hating first name. (laughs) You know, the parents became Muslims, I guess. Yusuf. Isn't that a Muslim name? Hawkins. Hawkins is like a normal American name. Yusuf is not. (laughs) Or it didn't used to be anyway. Now they're trying to transform America, right? Fundamentally transform America. But he's a black teen from Brooklyn, or was, fatally shot in 1989 after he and his friends were supposedly attacked by a white mob in 1989. At the height of when crime, well, not at the height, height, but that's when crime was going out of control. Black crime in New York City? I don't know. But maybe there were some whites overreacting to blacks even back then, too, right? That's what Riley claims. So whatever. If you're familiar with this case, let me know. Send me an email, whatever. But Steele says liberals have adopted this Shelby Steele guy, this guy who made this movie, this the truth about Michael Brown or whatever, what really killed Michael Brown. He says liberals have adopted a, and I've heard, seen this too, a poetic truth. And I haven't seen that in those words, but it's their poetic truth is that Michael Brown was killed in cold blood. Racism. Same thing with Trayvon Martin. No evidence. And now, like, Amy Coney Barrett is repeating the same stupid lie that, that George Floyd was somehow based on race. Dumb. The only thing that they could say is that blacks are disproportionately... Uh, you know, killed compared to their population. But when you compare it to their crime rates and their resisting arrest rates and their killing cops rates, they're underrepresented in deaths, supposedly at the hands of police. And George Floyd, it was, it's just, it's such a female judgment of a knee on the neck. So anyway, they call it a poetic truth Truth at odds with objective reality, objective truth, but nevertheless helps them advance their false narrative of black victimhood, right? At the hands of whites and cops. The film shows this pastor, this film that Shelby Steele made, shows this pastor in, in uh, Chicago who says, quote, We have to take a very close look at ourselves. That's true. How many of them really mean that? They admit that, yeah, black-on-black crime is a major problem. It's way bigger than white-on-black or, or cop-on-black supposed crime, which most of the time it's not crimes at all. These big cases are 
justified, usually. Or innocent mistakes, if you can call it that, right? And how many of these so-called pastors who say, we got to look at ourselves, you know, how many of them agree with Jesse Lee Peterson telling the actual total truth about this situation? That it's the mothers, they got to forgive their mothers and all that stuff. No, it's too far, he's a coon, all that stuff. That's what they do, all these fake black conservative people. I don't know about Shelby Steele. I don't know about Jason Riley. I don't know about this pastor in Chicago, supposedly, who fights against black-on-black crime. But the, pr- the pretense is, is that the progressives are the one victimizing blacks. No, it's the blacks' own fault for falling prey to it. That's why I disagree with a lot of the people who... Some of the people who lay too much blame on the, the overlords who are running the show, right? Because you got to blame the, the suckers who fall for it. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I get that kids grow up in this blind, brainwashed world, but there is, there are always hints of truth that we have to heed. The president of the St. Louis NAACP chapter, which is a hate group, we all know that, National Association Against Colored People, told Mr. Steele that there was no evidence that the Ferguson protests had done anything to help the black people who live there. Duh. Property values fell. Crime increased, especially violent crime. Schools continued to underperform. He says, quote, let's be clear. The progressive agenda is not the black agenda, he says. The people in that community are no better off than they were prior to the death of that young black child. What did he call that a young black child for? And I think he's referring to Michael Brown. It was not a young guy. He was 18. It was... A black, but he was not a child. They're no better off, and everybody knows that. So that's the NAACP mixing facts with lies. And it's so typical. You'll see all the time. Like, I've argued with them on my show before. The, these phony... I gotta bring that guy back on. These phony black Republicans and black conservatives, and even the local uh, pastors and local activists who pretend like they're fighting against black-on-black crime and they care emotionally about it, but they don't fix it. Um, They still hate whites and they still are into this fake black thing. Phony. Anyway, Amazon was scheduled to stream this movie. Now having second thoughts and placed it under content review. It's funny, they go after this stuff that's like a, like, wishy-washy. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Kind of like how they're going after Amy Barrett. Wishy-washy person. Eli Steele, the director, told me that, told this guy, Jason Riley, that he will resort to other streaming platforms if he has to, and referring people to the film's website, whatkilledmichaelbrown.com. For details how to view it. The progressive agenda may not be the black agenda, but it is the media's agenda. <laughs> Sadly, speaking plain truths about so-called racial inequality in America today remain, remains controversial. They say it's under content review on October 1st, 2020. So this is like two weeks in. The movie 
blocks the move by Amazon blocks the film from being available on their platform. Their generic explanation states that the film warrants a review if it has offensive content, illegal and infringing content, public domain con content, or poor customer experience offensive content. The film did not violate any of those conditions, they say, unless using a, having a different cultural viewpoint is offensive. But it's just, it reminds me of this ridiculous thing with, uh, Spotify. You heard that Spotify is getting into podcasting? Jesse Lee Peterson's three different or four different podcasts are available on it. That includes The Fallen State, The Jesse Lee Peterson Show, Jesse Lee Peterson Highlights, which is little clips. Not, not always little clips. Some of them are longer clips. And Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Also, The Hate Report's on there, too. Spotify podcasting. Well, they got this, they made this $100 million deal or something like that with this far-left host named Joe Rogan. But he's not far enough left, or far enough off the deep end. And so, like, he's, you know, he's an athlete, or was an athlete. And so he says, you know, I'm not into this transgender uh, as being into the wrong wrong gender of sports, right? These male people who are pretending to be females and playing sports. He didn't say it like that. He said, I don't know, he, he, he kisses up to the transgenders, but not that much that they should be playing in, in the girls' sports because they're dominating. And so there's um, the employees of Spotify did this little revolt against Spotify. It's ridiculous. The mob of blind brainwashed masses uh, cracking down on a vanilla host. <laughs> it's crazy. But the same thing going on with Amazon. That's nuts. Reprobata mindset gave a diamond and said, Yusuf is an American white name till this day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think he's playing around. What's up, Chris and Kelly? Nice to see you guys. So Amazon's fake. And I heard that they're trying to get into podcasting too. Trying to take over the world. They're benefiting, by the way, from this shutdown. Speaking of this corrupt version of, of so-called capitalism. People pretend, oh, Amazon, that's capitalism. No, they're pushing evil. Uh, while the shutdowns are hurting and killing many local businesses, Amazon's making bank, I heard. All kinds of orders and stuff like that going on. Since you can't go to the store, in many cases, you, uh, thank you, Dark Side of the Bear, what, showing, sharing the, sharing the, uh, Spotify podcast of the Jesse Lee Peterson, diff various shows, The Fallen State, JLP Show, and all that. Um, they're, uh, they're exploiting, and meanwhile, the, uh, Washington Compost, which is owned by the same guy who, who started Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Liberal dumb guy. 
they're uh, living the high life. And same thing, I think, with these media companies. Everybody's at home, so they're just paying for entertainment and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, Malkuth X says, Yusuf is the Muslim pronunciation of Joseph. As in Jesus' father, right? Or stepfather, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. People try to pretend like, oh, Joseph was Jesus' stepfather, therefore we should have stepfathers. <laughs> no, that's intellectual woman thinking. We should not have stepfathers. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Chris says, then say Joseph. No need for Yousef. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's a, um, it's a silly thing, all of this kissing up to the Muslims and all that stuff. Okay, so, real quick, in the last couple minutes here of this first hour, Revolver tells me that Epstein, as in Jeffrey Epstein, the Democrat donor, he was a, what was it, Harvard he was a donor of, too? And he was friends with, um, the Clintons, he met with Trump a few times, I heard that Trump didn't, he kind of, is it true that Trump banned him from something? His resorts or something? I don't know. That's what somebody said, somebody who was defending Trump. But anyway, Jeffrey Epstein, who died in prison, reportedly, the official statement is that he hanged himself, which he may well have done. He was a competent person, and nowadays people are incompetent. <laughs> so who knows? But he brought, according to Revolver News, 11-year-olds to the Virgin Islands as recently as 2018. And it's an article from the tap. I call it a tabloid. It's the New York Daily News. That's the same outlet that employs this supposedly black guy, um, Sean King, the Black Lives Matter evil uh, pusher. He's an activist, just an outright, full-blown, not even pretending activist, liar, not a journalist whatsoever, but the New York Daily News employs that guy. But they say he brought underage girls as young as 11, so-called victims, as recently as 2018. They're calling him a sadist. I don't know where they get that. Maybe it is. Don't know. But there's this civil suit that, that, it claim, that claims that. Well, actually, they, they used a, this database, some database. So, I didn't know that. I thought that it was just 15-year-olds. Because that was the age of that woman who pretends like she was a victim, but really she was like an uh, accomplice. Virginia Jufre, her born Virginia Roberts, she was a runaway, meaning like, I guess bad parents. I don't know what her parents' situation was like, but at 15 she was a runaway and working for Mar-a-Lago, Trump's um, place down in Florida, right? As like a towel girl or whatever, 
which means like you hand out towels, I hope, I think. <laughs> and she was, uh, I think this, this Virginia Roberts Jufre woman was, oh gosh, in the last two minutes, right? She was, um, she was recruited by, to work for Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein by, I don't know if that's his girlfriend, who was arrested recently. Was she arrested? I think she's in jail, right? Uh, Ghislaine, and they call her Ghislaine or whatever. Giz, I, well, I don't know what I should call her, but G-H-I-S-L-A-N-E or something like that. Ghislaine Maxwell. Whatever. <laughs> um, his then-girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever, she was procuring these people to work for him, right? But then she started, according to her own testimony on these uh, mainstream media outlets, she went and recruited other, or ne maybe not recruited, some cases recruited, other girls to work for uh, Epstein. Doing what? I don't know. And she trained them on different things that she claims. And then she's pretending like, oh, she's a victim. And the FBI lists her as a victim. I mean, I guess what? You, ha you have to use these people as informants? If what she's saying is, is true? But she's corrupt, too. She was participating in, in it. And she feels guilty, but she's not going to suffer any consequences other than her own guilt, which is fake. So, I don't know. I always thought it was just 15-year-olds. I was like, oh. <laughs> 15 is different from 11. Um, who knows? Who knows? Speaking of 11-year-olds, a little bit more innocent... If, I don't know if it's that innocent, but an 11-year-old boy stole a school bus. And then he led cops on a chase, and then he crashed into a tree. That, isn't that so boyish? So much better than this girl stuff. This uh, alleged pedophile stuff. Nasty. And also, back to perversion with regard to young people, Drudge reports that the Netherlands... The far-left thing, also known as Holland, Amsterdam is there. They're considering allowing an euthanasia for terminally ill kids under 12. Sick. That's sick. Anyway, guys, I gotta take a quick break. I will be back in just a couple of minutes here. I'm gonna cover some interesting information regarding this COVID madness from the Epic Times. It looks like epoch time, the epoch times, but it's pronounced epic times. Okay? So I'll be right back, guys. Hang tight. Appreciate you joining.
<laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is hour two of the Jesse, of the Hague Report, not the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. 10.07 a.m. here in Los Angeles. It is an evil world, right? Yes, it is. And um, I have some information for you regarding um, the, the uh, what the Epic Times refers to as the CCP virus, the Chinese Communist Party virus. But of course, we have evil communists right here in America, as you all know. And there are evil enemies of humanity. In the UK, in the EU, I read about this a little bit in Hake News, I may touch on it. <laughs> Color-coded shutdowns over in the UK. And all of this conservative kissing up. By the way, I heard that, real quick, just side note, I may touch on this a little bit more, but those, those uh, guys, you know those libertarian kooks? <laughs> Is it too, uh, is it mean to call them libertarian kooks? Who allegedly wanted to kidnap, uh, w the, the governor? <laughs> Those anarchists, supposedly, like, not, I don't know, whatever. I played them, they were complaining about seatbelt laws, which, you know, I can sympathize. But, allegedly, they wanted to kidnap Whitmer. Governor Whitmer, right? Whitmer, I think? The one who looks like, uh, Bruce Jenner, post-op. At least post-whatever this plastic surgery face stuff does. They, they're a defense lawyer for one of these accused young men, says that it was a Fed who was pushing them to do this. Didn't I tell you? I told you that, um, you know, I listened to that, that journalist guy slash activist, center-left guy, Mike Cernovich, and he, he pointed out that feds, FBI agents, infiltrate these kooky groups, generally harmless groups, maybe some of them might go a little nuts and tr do something weird, and instigate and say, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go, uh, kidnap Whitmer. Are you in or are you a wimp? <laughs> I'm using the nice word, right? I don't know what they might use. And let's take her to the middle of Lake Michigan and leave her out there on a boat. <laughs> or let's try her for treason. And you guys are like, total psyop and all that stuff. <laughs> but the lawyer says... And lawyers, sometimes they lie, sometimes they tell the truth, but I think it's quite likely that an FBI agent, FBI agent or informant was the primary one pushing for them to do something actually illegal because their report details them training, blowing off an explosive, testing an explosive with stuff, which, okay, that's weird. I, I don't like, I wouldn't want to hang around people who do that, but... It's not illegal, depending on where they did it. Maybe it is. <laughs> but if it is, then I kind of question the laws, too. But um, all this gun training, buying firearms, legal firearms, it's kind of a scam to make people scared and suspicious. 
you know, I had friends that thought that I was going to do a mass shooting after I joked around and said, stop the mass text or there's going to be a mass... <laughs> it's just a joke when they, some of them took it seriously because they don't know me or they don't like me or whatever. It's crazy. And there's like this false smear upon whites right now. That, oh, they're the terrorists and stuff like that. And there's, I say right now by meaning in my lifetime. <laughs> as far as I, as long as I can recall, there's been this um, stereotype of white terrorists, white serial killers, white mass murderers, mass shooters, all that stuff. And uh, it's crazy. So anyway, let me tell you, so I may touch on that too, a little bit more. In a little bit more detail, specifics and stuff. Is Bill Barr a friend? I don't think so. I don't trust him, by the way. So, the Epic Times reports. Over 34,000. And this actually makes me concerned. Health experts. Sign a declaration against COVID-19 lockdowns. According to a petition by epidemiologists. That's people who study epidemics, right? Declaration by three epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Those are Western universities, right? Harvard is American. I think Oxford is British. And Stanford is Californian. Illicit support and criticisms. This is by Omid Goreshi. Gore Goreshi? I don't know. From, came out October 13th. More than 34,000 medical doctors and health scientists from around the world have signed a declaration against lockdowns put in place to so-called curb the spread, flatten the curve, <laughs> of this COVID-19 thing, saying the measures are causing irreparable damage, according to a, an online petition created by three epidemiologists from these authoritative schools, which I don't want to give any authoritative credence to a lot of these schools. Because they're so corrupt and subverted now. But as of October 14th, close to 25,000 of the signatories signed as medical practitioners, 9,500 as public health scientists. They joined more than 440,000 members of the general public in signing the petition. Interesting. Requires signatories to provide their full name, city, country, zip, postal code, Email, as well as declare if they're assigning as a citizen, medical practitioner, or medical and health scientist. Some media have raised questions about the validity of some of the signatures, saying they've spotted some using fake names on the petition, which I wouldn't doubt. The Epic Times could not verify the status of the signatories, but the petition website now states the list of signatories will be made available once it has been verified and approved. Interesting. Co-authored by Dr. Martin Kohldorf. Kulldorf, K-U-L-L-D-O-R-F-F, -F, Harvard professor, epidemiologist, expertise in, de in uh, detecting and monitoring infectious diseases. And this Dr. Sunetra Gupta, Oxford University professor, epidemiologist, expertise in immunology. You know, I don't want to give credence, too much credence to these people because they are a bunch of intellectuals and they fall in line with establishment type thinking. Dr. J. Batakaira, Kaira, Kara, Karya. 
Nice American name out of Stanford University Medical School. Professor, epidemiologist, infectious disease expertise, vulnerable populations. Whatever coming from both left and right and around the world, we have devoted our careers to protecting people, they say. Current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects, they say, on short and long-term public health. Titled the Great Barrington Declaration after the Massachusetts town where it was authored by the three experts on October 4th. It says, lockdowns result in worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, which is to say, you know, your, your heart and your stuff gets more unhealthy. A lot of people getting fat with the lockdown. Fewer cancer screenings. People don't want to go out and get the cancer screenings or whatever. Lower childhood vaccination rates. Well, that's fine with me. Um, in some cases, right? In some cases, I don't trust all these vaccines. Deteriorating mental health, because you're supposed to work. People are supposed to get out and work, right? So-called mental health. To name a few issues, all of which lead to high mortality rates in the years to come. And they also say, the doctor's right, keeping kids out of, students, out of school will, is a grave injustice. I say, no, it's not. Forcing them into these government pro-gay, pro-brainwashing them about racism and all that stuff. That's a grave injustice. But, you know, they make the point. You're supposed to get out and live. As President Trump's been saying, don't be afraid. So, that's like a mixed bag there. Interesting. Real quick, is China lying? <laughs> Is our government lying? Probably both, right? The Epic Times says China had COVID-like patients months before the official timeline. That's part of the reason I looked this COVID thing up on Wikipedia. Because they said, oh, like, the earliest thing that they are saying is December 1st or maybe December 8th was the first known case of COVID. But internal Chinese Communist Party documents show patients in Wuhan had symptoms similar to this COVID-19 thing as early as September of 2019. But authorities didn't close that to the world. This is by Eva Fu, New York City-based writer for the Epoch Times. A series of leaked documents shows the patients in China with similar symptoms to COVID-19, this thing, were hospitalized, hospitalized. That means it was serious. Some of the people probably got it and it wasn't serious. Months before the regime's official timeline, throwing into question when exactly the CCP virus, they call it, Chinese Communist Party virus, began spreading in Wuhan. China's epidemic ground zero. At least one patient with COVID symptoms was treated in September 2019, according to hospital data. Obtained from a trusted anonymous source. Yes, it's an anonymous source. But it is China. You can't gotta cut them a little bit of slack. How do they treat anonymous how do they treat whistleblowers and leakers? Not always well, right? Dozens more were hospitalized over the following month, October of last year. Man. Wuhan hospitals reported deaths in October 2019 due to severe pneumonia, lung infections, and other symptoms similar to the COVID patients. City's health commission, Wuhan's a big city. I think it's, it's as big as London or bigger than London. It's big. 
Everything's big in China. <laughs> the city's health commission often only publicly announced an outbreak of a novel form of pneumonia on December 31st, 2019, after, get this, after social media posts by whistleblower doctors had gone viral. I remember that. I remember hearing about this stuff, this buzz, during the December. There were... This is before the media caught on and started pushing the fear-mongering. And this is before World Health Organization admitted that it can human-to-human -human transmission. They said it can't. <laughs> Did you know that at one point? Or at least they said there's no evidence. In a uh, letter d dated February 19th obtained by the Epoch Times, the Epoch Times, a national investigation team set up by the central government of China stated that it wished to trace early cases of the disease. It asked local authorities for data from all of Wuhan medical institutions over the period from October 1st to December 10th. So somehow they got September data too, because September is before October, including information on patients who visited fever clinics in the vicinity of the Huanan, Huanan seafood market. I don't know how to pronounce it. That wet market that the officials, wet means, I don't know why they call it the wet, I forget. But it has like animals, <laughs> all kinds of weird animals. That the officials initially identified as the outbreak region. Details of the earliest 10 suspected cases at each me medical agency rated tier 2 or above, 3 is the highest, pneumonia deaths with COVID-19-like symptoms. The letter stated that 9 hospitals, which received most of the of the patients in the city were key. Despite the collected data, Wuhan Outbreak Control Task Force told media February 26th the earliest documented patient was a person named Chen who fell ill December 8th, 2019. So it was a, a month, it was a month or two or three before that. It was November or October or even September. Patients died. Here's some details on what they actually died, suffered. Patients died within a period of several days to about four weeks after their first symptoms appeared. Xu Shenquan, for example, <laughs> was hospitalized in Wuhan Number no. 6 Hospital. Jeez, how dehumanizing. Wuhan Number no. 6 Hospital. 82-year-old man, symptoms, October 1st. Coughing fits, without apparent cause, white phlegm. A respiratory infections symptom, right? According to the hospital's clinical description, transferred to another facility shortly before his death, November 3rd. October 1st, November 3rd. October 1st got it, November 3rd dead. 82-year-old. But, you know, those Asians, they, they live healthy, kind of, sometimes. Three other patients at the same hospital. Difficulty breathing before they died. CT scans showed blurred markings on their lungs, patterns that matched the lesions on some COVID-19 patients. You remember we heard about, I saw some drudge headlines back in the day about crazy uh, scarring on the lungs. These patients had that. Interesting. I don't know how common that is in other diseases that are not this. The files also identified a f at least 40 other patients, suspected COVID patients, across eight hospitals. Earliest being 67-year-old Xiao Niangui, who began um, exhibiting symptoms September 25th. Hospital that was of 2019, hospitalized in Wuhan Purenjiangan Hospital. 
<laughs> and China was cagey about this information, by the way. They had a lack of transparency. Everybody knew it. Heavily criticized by the government officials. Consistently refused to allow in experts from the United States and the corrupt, evil UN's corrupt, evil World Health Organization, which promotes abortion and homosexuality in females, which is counter to actual health. To, they weren't allowed in to study the outbreak, either U.S. or WHO. I can understand the WHO. I don't, I don't want them in my country. <laughs> On February 12th, an official from the United States Cent CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said the agency was still unable to access direct data about the outbreak. That's February 12th, months into this thing. And we knew about it. We were hearing buzz about it in December from the, the Chinese doctor, so-called whistleblowers, some of whom died. Some from COVID, some from being captured, and then maybe they were given the disease and died. Who knows what? You know, you never know. In a media interview May 1st, a, a World Health Organization representative in China said China excluded their experts from the um, virus probe. So, anyway, there you have it. It may, have, it may be older than what they're pretending. And I read on Wikipedia, the official narrative is that it was naturally occurring. When there is both speculation and possible evidence to the contrary, that it may have been manipulated in a lab. Tom Cotton has talked about it, a senator from somewhere. You know, Republican guy. Bit of a rhino at times, but... You know, he uh, wants to get at the truth regarding this thing, I believe. So, who knows? But it's certainly um, a whole lot of lies flying around. And I think that the Epic Times is trying to get at the truth. I do. Ghost Murdoch gave a diamond and said, The only real virus is Bill Gates. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's the guy behind Microsoft. And did you know that Microsoft bought this uh, thing called Skype? Skype. And Skype has been around for maybe 20 years. Certainly at least 15 years, I would say. Well, yeah, probably about at least 13 years. I remember hearing about it 13, 14 years ago, right? Well, at one point, Microsoft bought it. And I hear from the black tech here, the chief black tech here, that Microsoft buys this stuff and then they just let it go to rot. Isn't that a corrupt version of capitalism for you? They don't make it, they don't improve on it. They let it go to rot, and, you know, we've, we all experience all kinds of problems with Skype, and it, the functionality decreases. You've noticed that type of same thing on, on YouTube in some cases. Like, they make changes. Sometimes it's improvement. Oftentimes it's making things worse. Buy out the competition. Exactly. Yeah, so, and I'm not for his pushing Bill and Melinda Gates simp. <laughs> I'm not for his pushing this uh, thing. I heard, you know, um, one of the callers who called into my show a couple of days ago. What's up, Ron? 
he talked about India people not liking him because he was pushing something that was ended up being harmful for children. Anyway, let me get to Rick in Hampton, Virginia. Rick, how are you doing? What's up, James? How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good in the great state of Alabama this week. So, one of the few conservative Alabama, huh? Now. What you doing in Alabama? Yeah. Man, I'm visiting my mom running errands and trying to look at her AC for. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so... Yep, so I'm spending the week down here in the great city of Birmingham, but I know this is probably one of, the, one of the fewest conservative real estates we have left. But what I want to talk about is, you know, the problem with liberals, what I see that liberals have, it's like they can't respect authority. You know, the athletes are taking a yeah. knee and screaming police brutality. Yes. But the problem when you ask a liberal... It's when, when we, we always, you know, you got to be real patient with them because see, a lot of a lot of conservatives get to fighting with them, and we shouldn't we shouldn't fight with them and scream back at them, you know. Yeah. And you know how Jesse said, um, "Speak the truth, but don't resent." Uh huh. We need to be we need to apply that better. But anyway, most time, what it is is that we don't have a problem with them protesting or screaming. Just be truthful, and then you got to respect people's property. I know. It's like, you know, that, that's the problem. It seems like that's a, that's yeah, a white yeah, but, supremacist right. idea, though, uh, Rick. Property is a white supremacist idea. Oh God, it, yes, you yes, because hey. it perpetuates the whites who have the stuff, and the blacks who are being exploited to give the whites stuff. Somehow. Oh God, <laughs> and you know, and what I say too, blacks can have a lot, but what the, what they're biggest problem is is lack of moral character and lack of God. When they have a lot of money, they're so busy buying stuff that depreciate and then it don't make them no money. So they spend all the, all their money on depreciable items. I mean, items. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that they're like not making Jordans. it. Jordans. <laughs> yeah. $300 pair of gym shoes and and um, James, the most I paid for a pair of gym shoes was $130 for some running shoes. Yeah. That's the most. And they last you like 10 years. Yeah, they last you just as long. Yeah. And it, it just, it's just so amazing. $500 for a pair of jeans or a pocketbook. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. But people that do right body money can't get mad at them. They've been better stewards. <laughs> right. It's true. You know, and it's just, no one wants to talk about that. And and all and all these churchgoers, as Jesse be saying, churchgoers and no change, the whole thing about it, they should teach it in the church. Yeah. You know, um, a, yeah. Parents. Parents should. Yeah. All, all that stuff. You're. You're right about. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right about that. But uh, even even with that, physical. that's just like on a physical level because I have noticed an increase in mm -hmm. in blacks who are promoting like ownership and stuff like that, investments mm -hmm. and yeah. that stuff, and that's fine. But then they're still like being degenerate. <laughs> like there's there's this. Some of these people, they're like, they're still promoting being like into sex out of wedlock and all that stuff. They're still like, yeah. it's just, uh, it's just pushing uh, worldly success. It's kind of like other groups that are less apt to crime, but still pushing evil. And yeah, they become Absolutely. very successful. They uh, reach the top. They become politicians and. Um, 
you know, leading companies and influential, and <laughs> subversive. And it seems, yeah, it's not like the ones that it's only, it has some value. This, this, um, biz, worldly success stuff, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, it's, uh, but they're completely, they're still James. missing, they're still missing the basic, uh, morals. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. You're right. And you said a mouthful of James that didn't choke. I mean, you can have all this material wealth, you know, and still lack God. And when you have God in your heart, he helps you to have balance. Yeah, that's true. You know, but the problem, when you don't have God, you can't have balance. You want, you want to feel important. And you know one thing I noticed about drug dealers. They like to feel <laughs> wanted. They like for people to depend on them. Yeah. You know, and and they like that. It, it's like it, it, it gives them a high. It you gives know? them an, it's just, just, just an added bonus, huh? It's right. not just about you the know, money. It's like, <laughs> right. It's, it's about, about the ego. Uh, yeah. Right, the ego, yes, they need me. They, you know, and, and it's about the fallen state, man. It's just like, without God, man, I mean, you know, people are going to be hurted, you know, and especially the black community. They're blaming everything else on their lack. All except lack of God, lack of moral character. You would never hear nobody hardly say that. Yeah, that's so true. It's weird. You know, always, it's weird, too. Yeah. Like, we put out yeah. a clip of Jesse Jackson and his son, Jonathan Jackson, from 2006, maybe, January or mm -hmm. so, after Jesse Lee Peterson sued them and took them to court and yeah. stuff. And, you know, there's a corrupt jury, 6-6 six, six tie and stuff like that. Well, oh, he was he was repeating. <laughs> it was so funny to hear Jonathan Jackson, this fat son of of Jesse Jackson, you know the corrupt guy, say. Yeah. He's repeating Jesse's words. Jesse Lee Peterson says not all, but most blacks are suffering from a lack of moral character, and he's like looking around like that's so such an outrageous statement or something like that. Like it's self evidently wrong when it's self evidently true. It's weird. Yeah, and they know that. They know that, James. Yeah. But you make you just like what um we all be saying. You make money when you keep people angry. Yeah. You can control them better. Yep. But once people wake up and start thinking for themselves, it's hard to control them. Then they call you a rebel, or either you know you don't understand, and and that's how that's the between liberals. And most of the time, a lot of liberals they tend to be nice people. Just be. Misled. I was talking right. with a liberal yesterday, and they were like saying, <laughs> it's, the not it's not that they're just, I don't know if you. I want to say that they're just misled, because nice is part of the problem, too. So being nice to them? Yeah, no, um, the, you said the liberals are nice people, but they're just misled. Nice is part of the problem. That's what's, that's what's causing Amy Barrett to surrender her daughter, her adoptive daughter, to just pure evil, encouraging in her in her 17-year-old black adoptive daughter to Whoa. to associate herself with or or identify with this degenerate lost criminal who got himself overdosed and dead, um, George Floyd. Like she has her yeah. daughter has no business associating herself with that but this this judge woman who's supposed to be an intellectual smart pants 
Uh, is feeding the the false lies and e egotistical crying of the 17 year old misled misguided female instead of I don't know where's the father with regard to that if she's telling the truth mm -hmm. about this situation so that's what I have a I think I have a problem with niceness on on both on all sides because oh, it's, so. it's kissing up it's fake it's enabling, oh, okay. it's like allowing evil to go on. Right. So you, you're basically like saying, like, pretty much, speak the truth, don't resent, pretty much. Yeah. On the nutshell. Right. Mm, I see what you're saying, too, because sometimes... Because it's so nice, weird. I see what you're it's from. so weird to me that this Amy Barrett woman is so divorced mm -hmm. from reality that she's going to pretend to ride along with her dumb, misled 17-year-old daughter who's upset about this George Floyd case. The Nobody has any business, you know, pretend, being afraid on behalf of her younger brother, who's also adopted, right? As though the younger right. bro brother, because, just because he's black, is going to go get high on fentanyl and try to pass a fake 20 twice and then resist arrest a whole lot and then ask to be put on the ground and then get the knee on the neck and supposedly the knees on the body and neck kill him. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> it, 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 it kills me, James, when you ask, well, he still was racist cause. I said, how you know he killed him? Exactly. He how you know? Yeah, and you know, how do you even know, know that they killed him? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, like I said before, I've been saying ever since this happened, when I first seen George Floyd look at us, said, there's dude, his body going to sleep like he's on drugs. Yeah. I saw right off the back, James. Yep. Right off the back. I said, this dude's on drugs. Yeah. The boat killed him. Not, not, not the, they want, they want the police to kill him because it looks bad and it's more profitable. Right. <laughs> anyway, Rick, I appreciate it. Nice input. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you letting me talk, man. I love your show, man. So, okay. um, keep right up the good work, man. And we got to try and do, we got a few more days for President Trump to say his victory speech. Okay. And, um, Vice President Biden can yeah. say his goodbye speech. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Take care, man. Hey, I love appreciate you guys. It. You take care too, James. Bye. We love y'all. Be good. All right. So, a last quick item. I know this COVID thing has been beaten to death, but let me beat it a little more to death. Extra dead. <laughs> Brutality. Um, New York Times, I told you guys this about in Hake News. The New York Times says, thanks to Trump. Um, the pandemic is ending far sooner, with, and he's, he's doing his Operation Warp Speed with remarkable efficiency. And I'm not a huge fan of this Operation Warp Speed. I mean, I'm okay with the boomers. If they want to try a vaccine, that's fine. But they're trying to make 330 million vaccines, right? Which is equal to the population of the United States. We don't need that many vaccines. I'm not going to take one. I know most of you guys aren't going to take one. If you want to, fine. But I don't want it. And I don't want to be forced into it and all that stuff, right? And so when the New York Times is celebrating, it reminds me of when the mainstream media celebrated President Trump's bombing of Syria. It's like, hmm, that's concerning that the ma mainstream media is on board with this. Means that I'm not for it, <laughs> pretty much. And yes, I consider that valid reasoning. Because they're never for what's right. Especially not for the right reason, right? I will be reading your super chats. Appreciate that, guys. Um, so this New York Times science reporter, Donald McNeil, according to 
Daily Wire and Rush Limbaugh, my competitor. Um, you can catch his last hour. He does three hours. I do two. <laughs> right? But anyway, Donald McNeil Jr. wrote, Experts are saying with genuine confidence that the pandemic in the United States will be over far sooner than they expected. Possibly the... Listen to this. Possibly the middle of next year. That's like saying, yay, we're going to be done next June. What the heck? Or next July. Possibly. <laughs> That's retarded. We should be done with it already. We should be done with it six months ago, eight months ago. I don't know how long ago this started, right? We're in October. We should have been done with this ten months ago. Well, we, start, we really started the crackdowns in March, right? Mid-March. We should have been done with it before we even started the crackdowns, right? Because the crackdowns are worse than the disease. I say. I want to know the comparison of year-to-year -year deaths of other coronaviruses that were in existence already, such as the regular flu. Is the regular flu a coronavirus? I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> or the uh, common cold and the rhinovirus and all these crazy viruses. I want to know how much more deadly, how many more people died as a result of this compared to in general deaths in general of sickness deaths. I just want to know because this 210,000 really doesn't mean anything to me. It's, it's a meaningless number to me. 220,000 Americans have died from coronavirus, right? And we all know that that's an overcount. Uh, <laughs> um, aren't you curious to know, like, how many would die normally? How many would die normally? And then how many more did die? Because this is allegedly a new disease. So with the new disease, a, little, if, a few more people are going to die, right? A few thousand, a few million, whatever. And the other illnesses, too. I just want to know. Then I will have a grasp of comparison. But even then, we don't know. Because this is what the communists do. They exploit your, um, your what do you call it? Uh, they go outside of your area of expertise. They delve into the unknown, the areas of doubt. Climate change. Uh, you were born this way. You're not born this way with the homosexuality thing. All this stuff that nobody can know, practically. Um, and then they just make these assertions, and then they uh, make policy based on it. And it's dumb policy. Then they say, oh, wh whoever heard about this thing lasting through the middle of next year? I think that it's supposed to last forever, right? When a new disease is introduced, it stays. Unless it goes extinct, which is kind of hard to do. You have to be God to do that. Right? Because they can't, they can't factor in for all the things that go wrong. They, the cure is worse than the disease. They say sometime in the next three months, health, health experts say the FDA, Food and Drug Administration. Also not trustworthy, I don't think. Always. Is likely to begin granting approval to vaccines now in the works. <laughs> Despite the chaos in day-to-day -day politics and fighting over issues like masks and lockdowns, Operation Warp Speed, the government's agreement to subsidize vaccine companies' clinical trials, 
Wow, what a racket for the vaccine companies, huh? I mean, okay, whatever. Uh, manufacturing costs appears to be working with remarkable efficiency. It has put more than $11 billion into seven vaccine candidates. FDA said it has, has said it will approve anyone that is at least 50% effective preventing infection and re reducing severity. L listen to some of this stuff. By the end of January, factories under contract will have produced enough vaccine for 30 to 40 million people, then another 80 to 90 million people and every month after that. Assuming nothing goes wrong, there will be enough doses for all 330 million Americans to be vaccinated by next June. No thanks. And they say they're claiming that skepticism and hesitation to take a vaccine may quickly fade as people begin to weigh the relatively minuscule risks of a vaccine versus the potential effects of contracting the virus. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I think most people would take their chances with the virus. Maybe not most, but a whole big chunk. Including the prospect of being unable to return to work. See, this is what they want to hang over your head. Unable to return to work, having to homeschool one's children for years. That's fine. That's fine. And not eating inside a restaurant. Who, whatever. That's, that's evil towards restaurant businesses. But. And flying on an airplane, flying on an airplane, watching a movie in a theater without the specter of anxiety. Who honestly has, a, has any specter or ghost of anxiety with regard to this thing? I'm young and, well, relatively healthy. <laughs> it's crazy. And I told you in Hake News that the EU is fear-mongering about, oh, another wave is coming. And so they're shutting stuff down. The, the UK is shutting stuff down. They have these color, they call it, they, it's color-coded, like green, r yellow, or orange, and red. Something like that, right? And in these areas, these areas, some areas have hot spots. Some areas of the UK are hot spots. They have more cases, so you have, you're more restricted here. And if you even set foot in this area and then come to another area, you're, you have rules against you. England's new tiered lockdown system, they are, they're curbing socializing. You can't meet up with people in areas of high alert and very high alert. Second tier includes a ban on households mixing indoors. So if, you're, if you live in this house and this person lives in this house, you can't meet up indoors. You have to meet outdoors. Tier three makes it, you can't even meet outside. What the heck? What does that make any sense? And that includes visiting pubs and restaurants. In some places, they're closed down anyways. And they say you can't meet in a pub if, you're, if you don't all live together. How are they going to know that? I'm going to say, oh, I, I, we all live together. <laughs> Not me, but people will, will say that. So ridiculous. This phoniness. But that's UK. They've been primed for that type of silliness. Oh, they don't have a green. They don't have a green. They have yellow, orange, and dark orange, or red, or whatever. Medium, high, and very high risk. Because they don't want you to realize that there's generally low risk, risk from this thing. 
Uh, that's according to the BBC. Their, that's their tear alert system. Kevin Webb gave a diamond and said the Hake Report and crew are amazing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for the support, guys. You know, going back to this ridiculous um, Amy Barrett thing, I told you a little bit about that nutcase, these male Democrats being silly, promoting abortion and all that stuff. And we've talked, and we talked on the Jesse Lee Peterson show about how the, re the so-called Republicans, the so-called conservatives are caving on ev issue after issue after issue. Homosexuality, believing in racism, believing in sexism or whatever. They're pushing it. They're falling for it. There is this headline from Fox News. Twitter accuses Cory Booker, the disgusting male bald, bug-eyed senator from uh, New Jersey, supposedly a former mayor of Newark or something like that. He, yeah, he's, uh, he doesn't mind you speculating about his so-called sexual preference, meaning perversion. Because he's, he's just that pro-gay. But anyways, dumb conservatives are accusing Cory Booker of this feminist word that they've adopted, as though it's real, mansplaining to Amy Barrett at their uh, dumb hearing. You know, the Senate Judiciary Committee, I can't believe that he's on there. It's ridiculous that he's on there and not somebody decent like um, Steve King, Congressman Steve King. But no, a decent person gets censured by the government, by the, his uh, co-workers in the Congress for being for Western civilization. So he was repeatedly interrupting this nominee, right? Because, you know, Cory Booker, he's Cory Booker. He's a goofy person. Just Google a picture of him, just to show, just for the viewers, so you can see him. Just a, a self-important, phony, drama queen. <laughs> and he, uh, excitable, and he interrupts her. Because he wants his time, and he wants her to answer the questions his way. And, you know, these people... These nominees don't answer questions. It's like the debates. They don't answer the questions that they feel are dumb or will not help them stay, uh, get their position that they want. Which, I don't know, it's fine. These people are, are asking dumb questions. So according to Fox News, critics piled on to Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, Democrat, over his conduct at the confirmation hearing of, look at that. You can just imagine him just being a nutcase. He's part black, I think. I don't know what all he is. He's ambiguous. But not Nick-type ambiguous, I don't think. Um, Barrett was repeatedly grilled by the Democrat fake lawmakers over the past comments regarding the Obamacare. 
the socialist takeover of health care, which no Republican voted for. The people didn't want it. Some of the people fell for it. And there was a legal challenge to the Obama-era legislation set to be heard by the Supreme Court just a week after the election, November 10th. They're supposed to hear about Obamacare, so they're asking her about it. So Booker said, is it unreasonable for people to fear that the ACA would be overturned with her on the bench following Trump's previous commitments to select appointees who would reverse its legality? And you can see him, like, he's all goofy-eyed and all, all dramatic. He said, well, she responded, well, Senator, I want to stress to you, Senator Booker, as I have stressed to some of your colleagues today that I am my, my own person. Meaning she doesn't take orders from the president. <laughs> she said, independent under Article 3, and I don't take orders from the executive branch or the legislative branch. I understand that, Booker interrupted. Can I restate my question because I don't think you're understanding it? <laughs> Is it reasonable to fear? Can you understand the fears exhibited by the people we put up? And he asked her to commit an act of empathy, liberal word. <laughs> but um, the Hill media reporter, Joe Concha, I think he's supposed to be a conservative, said that he interrupted Barrett nine times in less than 20 minutes. Which is understandable. You know, you, you have your, your pet um, question. Can you understand the fear of these people that want to hold on to their Obamacare? As though Obamacare is any good. It's not. Other critics accused the Trump's nominee, Barrett, of mansplaining. Hashtag mansplaining and Red State, Rhino Outlet, Red State contributor Mickey White reacted. Red State. <laughs> Red State is the, was founded by this guy who became a never-Trumper and then he came around and decided, you know, Trump is okay. Rhino outlet. Kind of an underground woman thing. People are, people are calling it mansplaining. Ridiculous. What a shame. Leave it alone. Leave him alone to ask his dumb questions. And leave her alone. Let her, let her squirm. I want to bring back some directness in the country. It's crazy. So, quick story, quick update on this um, this kidnapping thing. This uh, what were they? They called themselves Wolverine something. Watchmen. Wolverine Watchmen. <laughs> These guys over in, uh, in Michigan. Supposedly militia, right? And militia can mean anybody. Militia includes those black weirdos. NFAC. <laughs> it counts as a militia. They have guns. I think the guns are real. Didn't they sh one shoot himself by accident? Or herself? And I guess that counts as militia. It's not 
there are well-disciplined militia, and then there's weirdos, and some of them are cringy libertarians, and that's who got arrested. But they're not done yet. May 18th, the FBI, according to CNN, May 18th, the FBI was months into investigating an alleged terror plot targeting Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They can just pick and choose any one of these kooks around the country of any political stripe they want to, but they focus on the conservative ones. Because they are, the FBI is a bunch of liberals. They are. They donated to Hillary 90-something percent. At least the... I think they're home. Is that Homeland Security or what? I don't remember. Might have been absorbed into Homeland Security. We're opening the treasure chest, guys. A local sheriff was sharing a protest stage with one of the men who would be charged with providing material support to the terrorist acts. Barry County Sheriff Dar Leaf said he knew nothing of the alleged crimes being planned, but his apparent friendly relationship with the members of the armed group suggests he can. There can be blind spots with local law enforcement. That's so dumb. I am so uh, sickened by this, this phony propaganda pushing federal control over local issues. The blacks fall for that big time. They say, local government's racist. It's biased. They're not objective. They protect the police and stuff like that. We need the feds to come in and save us. Yeah, the feds are their enemies, but they pretend to be their friends. Such a, such a sick shame. And you see these propaganda stories of these local communities that are just so creepy, and it's like a closed community, and once you go in there, you can't go out. We need the feds to swoop in and save us. This pro-federal government stuff, it kind of reminds me of the attacks on the South. The South, the beautiful South, the Confederate flag and all that, they're all about local control, states' rights, and common sense says you can confront a local so-called leader who's corrupt. You can't even control the, you can't confront the UN people who want to run the United States or the United States federal government. You can't access the FBI. You're not going to get them. It's ridiculous. You know, here's a quote from uh, a quote from this sheriff that they're supposedly criticizing. A lot of people are angry with the governor and they want her arrested. He compared her stay-at-home orders to mass detention. You know, reminds me of internment camps, the Japanese internment camps. Or the, uh, those things, I think they were called concentration camps. Oh no, it's, it's, uh, you're non-essential and you're out. What are you doing out? Come here, you're supposed to be in this detention. It's basically, uh, stay at home. Stay at home orders, that's what those are. He said, are they trying to arrest or was it a kidnap attempt? Because in Michigan... If it's a felony, you can still make a felony arrest. Citizen's arrest. <laughs> and it doesn't say if you are in elected office that you are exempt from that arrest. So I have to look at it, at it from that angle. And I'm hoping that's more like what it is. That's what he's saying. <laughs> so I guess they're trying to make this guy sound like a kook. I don't know. But there are a whole lot of sheriffs and people who are falsely maligned in the... Uh, in the government, 
by the government and by the mainstream media. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, he was treated like he's a rogue sheriff. And all he was trying to do was enforce the law and bring order and save money <laughs> and uh, help the, his community over in Maricopa County, Arizona. And he was falsely smeared and looked down to on as though he was a bad guy when he was the, the one of the decent people. So it's just phony. Wouldn't it be nice if there were sane people, these local sheriff types, who were running the country as opposed to these corrupt people who kiss up to abortion and same-sex marriage and, and like Attorney General Barr who's... Who, I heard that he said that Obama and all them did nothing wrong with regard to the fake Russia thing and the spying on Trump's campaign. That's what I heard. And that's Trump's DOJ guy. Head of the DOJ. And Trump's been complaining about him, by the way. So I'm not the only one. I'm definitely not the only one. A lot of you guys have never liked this bar guy. Quickly, uh, 30 seconds for Archie, a first-time caller from Washington State. What's your comment about triggering liberals, Archie? Yo, hey, what? did you get a uh, scholarship, actually? A scholarship? No. Oh, so you paid full tuition to uh, Ringling Burroughs and Barnum and Bailey Clown College? <laughs> Are you talking about the Azusa Pacific University? No, I'm talking about the Barnum and Bailey Clown College. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> oh, I thought you got a full but ride. Thank you, thank you, man. That's 30 seconds. Call again. Well, I don't know. You, you don't have to call again. <laughs> Take care, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the support. Let me sh do some shout-outs. Kevin Webb, John WX15, Noah's Ark, Kansas, Ghost Murdoch, Reprobata Returns, Robot Moose, Ron Armand, Beta Legs Ben, Southeast LA Bear. Wow. And uh, Wiggy Dog. Appreciate the guy. Appreciate you guys. Um, thehakereport.com for my stuff, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. We should have it. There should, there's, there's no reason that we shouldn't have the, uh, Bond Sunday service premiere. Look out for it. 4 p.m. our time. L.A. time. At, uh, Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. jessieleepeterson.com for his stuff. Take care, guys.
Thank you.